good afternoon, good evening, happy whatever time of day it is, happy whatever day it is, whenever you decided to stop and take a moment and worship with us. My name is Marion Brown, and I know that some of you know me really well because we've been serving together. I also know that some of you may only know me from the fringes. I have been a pastor of this church for two years, and I've been relating to the Missions and Service Department. But do not worry, because Missions and Service will still be a part of our lives and our leadership. I also know that there are some of you who do not know me at all. Some of you heard that there's a change of a pastor, and so you tuned in. And that's normal. When we know there's a change of a pastor, when we know there's a change of anything new, we have questions and we're curious. Well, I'm here to tell you, I know that I will not answer all of the questions that you have of me. I may answer a few and I hope to answer a few, but I know I'm not going to answer all of them. But if you are tuning in to Chapel Roswell today because Chapel Roswell is your church, no matter who is sitting in this seat, it is good to have you. And if you are tuning in to Chapel Roswell because you have questions or because you're curious or even because you have some skepticism, it is good to have you too. I am thankful that all of you, each and every one of you, chose to hit play and have a moment of Sabbath this day and have a moment of holy this day and have a moment of worship. As I've been thinking about introductions, I've been thinking about biblical introductions and the way that scripture introduces us to different people. And I have to tell you, my favorite, my favorite biblical introduction is actually in the New Testament, and it's the way they introduce John the Baptist. Some of you may think, oh, I know all about John the Baptist. Some of you um, may be thinking, okay, I kind of know John from the fringes of my biblical memory. And then some of you may not know who John the Baptist is. So let me introduce you to him using the words of Matthew chapter 3. This is the introduction of John. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. This is the one who the prophet Isaiah spoke of. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. It's somewhat of an interesting introduction because it's like a red carpet introduction. Oh, he just stepped out of the car. This is the designer he's wearing, and this is the food he might snack on. So, using that as my model, maybe then the introduction I should give you is, Hi, in these days of COVID-19, you can find me outside. I'm trying to probably social distance. I wear a mask on my face and I wear huge bands of elastic around my waist because my food has been milk duds and Lay's potato chips. So nice to meet you. It is so funny because it is so true. It's real. It's funny. Another scriptural introduction though comes in the Old Testament and 1 Samuel takes a moment and introduces us to a young boy named David. First Samuel says this, He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, or a red face, and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. 
It's a great visual. We know what he looks like. And it's important to put a face to a name. But we all know that there's much more than how we just look on the outside. Surely, we all know right now of all times that we are much more than what we appear to be on the outside. And the only way to keep knowing a person is to keep going, to stick with the story, to keep reading the story, and then you really learn something. If we were to keep sticking to that story, if we were to keep reading the story of 1 Samuel, we will learn so much more about David. He says this, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, and then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. We learned that David was anointed. He went on to fight giants. He went on to have deep, meaningful friendships. And he became king of God's people. If we stick with a story, and if we keep reading, we learn a lot more from Matthew about John the Baptist. We learn this. The people of Jerusalem and all Judea were baptized by John in the River Jordan. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, the heavens were opened and saw the Spirit of God descending. This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. John was the one who baptized Jesus Christ. And so when we stick with the story, when we keep reading, when we keep participating, we learn so much more about a person. We find out that David heard the voice of God. We find out that John held the voice of God. So, this is your visual. Here it is. This is your visual. This is what I look like. But there's a lot more to me than this. And so I'm going to share with you my encounter with God. Some people call it my call story. I was 15 years old and I was in youth group. And it was the summer between school and it was the first time that my youth group was taking a mission trip since I had been in youth group. So I was really excited. And so we all got in the van and we all went to this small town in Tennessee. And I cannot tell you which small town in Tennessee we went to because I don't remember. But our whole job was to do a vacation Bible school of sorts for the children who lived there. I do remember that the children didn't wear shoes. And I remember that the children were not allowed to drink Coca-Cola so we couldn't drink Coca-Cola. That's what I remember. I wish I remembered more. I wish I could tell you about their personalities and their faces, but I don't remember those details. What I do remember is something that happened the last night we were there. Our youth director, who happened to be our associate pastor, our youth director decided that he was going to service communion that night. So we were all standing in our circle and we were around this picnic table that had become our communion table. And I remember that it became my turn. And so I went to receive communion. And in a moment, I can put myself right back there. So right now, I literally can put myself right back in that moment. And I remember kneeling down on that concrete slab. And I remember exactly how that cold concrete felt under my knees. And I put my elbows on the picnic bench. And even right now, I can remember exactly how that wood 
of the bench felt under my elbows. And I can remember putting my hands out to receive. And then I remember looking up. And when I looked up, I no longer saw the face of my youth director. Instead, I just kind of saw this light. It was kind of this glow. And very clearly, very distinctively, I heard within me, that will be you one day. In what felt like an instant, somehow my heart and my mind processed that I knew only ordained people could bless communion. And I knew that God wanted me to be a minister. I took my place back in my circle. And I distinctively remember what I thought next. Nope, <laughs> not doing that. There was no way, got the wrong person. That's not gonna be me. I have other plans, so no thank you. See you later. It took me 10 years to accept that call into ministry. And 10 years later, I found myself in another town of Tennessee in graduate school, working on my Master's of Divinity to become an ordained person. I have served as pastors in Tennessee, Louisiana, Virginia, Kentucky, and now Georgia. I also spent time as an executive director at a nonprofit called Sanctuary. It's a domestic violence shelter and a rape crisis center. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we provided food and shelter and counseling and therapy and advocacy to those who are experiencing personal violence. And so somehow, no matter where I was or what form my ministry took, I always found myself feeding people. And it's probably because my call to ministry started at that picnic table. So everything I've done since has pulled me right back to the table. So to know me is to know that I am grounded in that call and I love to feed people. And sometimes it just happens to look like, I don't know, assembling snack packs, putting together food boxes, sending crates of food to Venezuela, supporting missionaries who are making chocolate in Peru, serving hot dogs to hotel residents and apartment complexes, or even passing out groceries from our fellowship hall. Just in case you don't know, those are all things that we really literally are doing together. If you were here, if you were here with me, this would be our time of introduction. I'd get to see your faces, I'd get to hear your stories, and I'd get to see how you were doing and we could visit. But until then, what I invite you to do now is to respond this morning or this afternoon or this evening by thinking about your encounter of God. When were those times in your lives that you could distinctively hear God's voice? Or when are those times when you could distinctively hold God's voice? It could have been through moments of family, through moments of work, or even through moments of art or music. And as a way of responding, I invite you to write it down or put it in your phone or share it whatever way makes you comfortable and begin to think about what that moment did for your life. How did it change your life? How should it change your life? Or what will it do for you tomorrow? Because those are the ways that we can be together. 
those are the ways that we can really get to know each other. As another response, I invite you to stick to the story, to keep reading, and to keep participating in the life of Chapel Roswell, because together, that is how we encounter God. And together, that is how we encounter scripture and we encounter community. And together, this is how we will encounter life and faith in the round. So whatever moments you have, whatever day it might be for you, I invite you to always join us for that worship and that moment of Sabbath. So let me introduce myself to you. My name is Reverend Marion Brown. I am serving side by side you as your pastor. Amen.